Hello, this is Ivan Meekins, and you are listening to Content Untapped. This show is born out of a desire to help empower everyone, create great content, and share their knowledge, ideas, and their stories with the world. That's the mantra that we all work by here at Right Business Results. So I really hope that this episode sparks some great ideas for your next content project, whatever the heck that's going to be. Look, if you like what you hear, please do leave us a review. Follow us on social media and tell your friends about us because it massively, massively helps us reach more people just like you and gets us one tiny step closer to our mission, which is inspiring more people to just get out there and have fun with their content. So enough from me now. Let's crack on. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. That was good. All right. Okay. So that passionately delivered line, of course, is one of the most famous lines of Shakespeare's play, Julius Caesar, if you haven't read it. But it's one of those ones I think most people will recognize. And the reason why I decided to bust that one out is it's a really great example of what we're going to be talking about today. So obviously, not only would I love all the listeners to lend me their ears for the next half an hour or lend us their ears for the next 30 minutes, but it's a great example of a technique, a literary technique, actually, that's used by storytellers, wordsmiths. You know, it's been used for centuries, and that is the rule of three. So what is the rule of three? Tell us, Georgia. Thank you, Ivan. Well, the rule of three is where words are used in groups of threes to form a pattern that's memorable, but it has a lot of hidden meaning. So we've all probably heard of it from school, right? It's used in rhetoric a lot. You'll have recognised it from speeches. It's done in writing all the time. You'll even hear, if you've been speaker trained, repeat the same point three times or in PowerPoints have three bullets on the slides. Three being the magic number, using things in groups of three to make an impression. But it is everywhere isn't it? Mm. When I started digging into this episode, I thought I was losing my mind because I started seeing threes everywhere. There's like a thriller film. I think Jim Carrey is in it. It's called 72. And it basically loses his mind. He sees the number 72 everywhere. And he starts like going a bit nuts. I felt like I was kind of going <laughs> to the edge of that and pushing this and like start seeing patterns where they may not be there, which actually is an important thing that we'll talk, cover in a second about this. But you're absolutely right. It is everywhere. You know, what we want to do is unpack the rule of three understand like why it actually is so effective like what effect it has on the human brain and when you're when people are reading and consuming content and why it works so well and why in fact it is actually everywhere and maybe give you guys a little bit of takeaways on on how you might think about using the rule of three when it comes to creating content or just remind you to use it it's a fairly simple thing but when you understand how and why it works and get some thinking behind that it just might give you a bit more inspiration to use it a bit more but we use it all the time when we are writing books for clients, we go through the why, the what, the how. You know, obviously when you talked about the rule of three, it's a writing technique for words, but it's also a structural technique too, which works really well. So we structure our books into why, what, and how. You know, you sell the why first, you talk about the what, and then provide a little bit of the how. Obviously we talked about in a previous episode, Georgia, you mentioned the three acts. Mm -hmm. Shakespeare used three acts in storytelling. One of our most popular structures for books is separating the book into three acts telling the story in three parts. But also, as we said, we, you can use it at a granular level. So it adds a punchy end to your paragraphs or chapters. It reinforces the writing, actually gives your writing more of an impact as well. So it's a structural thing, but it's also like at the granular level, it can be used really well. But why does it work? What's the thing at play here? And why is it three? Why isn't it like, you know, two or four? Well, going back to me losing my mind and seeing patterns and everything, I think, you know, humans in general like to make patterns out of stuff. They like seeing stuff that's not necessarily there. There's actually a thing. It's called apnophenia. I don't know if you've heard of that. I have not. But heard it's, of a, that. it's a condition where people make 
patterns and see patterns even when it doesn't exist. Oh, that's an, that's interesting because there's a whole industry around that, right? With numerology and connected to spirituality and palmistry. For sure. You know, I've seen things on social media where there'll be a there'll be a post and it'll be a video with lots of numbers flashing and it'll say screenshot to see what your angel number is. Right. So this was on a it was either a client or prospective client's feed. You screenshot so it looks like it's just a like numbers going really, really quickly. Yeah. And then so you screenshot randomly and it'll be an A number because they're all moving. And then that number means something. And it'll be like out of 10 or whatever. And then it'll be a, like a prediction. So it links to, it's just like the same reason horoscopes appeal to people. Basically, I think the point is, right, whether there is actually a pattern or not is irrelevant. Because what we're thinking about here is that humans will see a pattern in something, whether it exists or not. So yes, there are actual patterns in nature that use the rule of three for sure. A great example of that is as a kid, when you're cloud gazing, being like, oh, that cloud looks like a giraffe or an elephant. The constellations is a crazy one. So people have been making patterns and like symbols in the stars for bloody centuries, right? You know, it doesn't actually look like a scorpion. It doesn't look like a, an archer or, you know, a hunter. In fact, sometimes you have to try fucking hard to actually see the constellation. But basically the idea is that the brain doesn't really need that much to go on to start making patterns and turning chaos into order. Did you hear, have you heard about the story of the cheese toasty that looked like the Virgin Mary? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone is losing their shit over it. And I think it sold at auction for like tens of thousands of pounds in the end. Wow. I uh, mean, that's just scary. <laughs> mad, isn't it? But this is what I'm saying, right? So the brain doesn't need a lot to be encouraged to make a pattern. It's one of the things that actually probably sets us apart from a lot of the rest of the animal kingdom and putting things into order, making things easier to remember you know, compartmentalizing ideas and information makes things sticky. Another really good example is actually when someone, when you recite your phone number, how do you do it? Oh yeah, so I do it in three. So I'll go 077, this is my mobile number, 07704098755. Yeah, 077155. We're giving our mobile numbers out to people. Right. By the <laughs> so don't don't um, text us inappropriate messages, please. Yeah, um, great call, call if it's free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's true. I do it in threes too. And I think if you spoke to a lot of listeners, they probably would do it in threes as well. So why is that the case, right? So why do you do it in threes? So I, I think, and I've, I've done some reading on this and, you know, obviously these aren't completely original ideas as most ideas are. They're kind of built off of other ideas. But what seems to be the consensus is that it's the lowest number needed in order to start forming a pattern. So think of it this way. What, something happens once, it occurs. <laughs> something happens twice, it's kind of a coincidence. When it happens three times, it becomes a pattern. There's loads of things that kind of appeal, like kind of connect that to that. Three becomes the pattern. Three is also found in nature because it is the nature of a circle, hence the number of pi. And then you find that in things that are already familiar to us. Like it's, you know, it's in our eyes or it's in the sun or the moon, or it's like even mathematically, it's the most relevant number. And it's something that we see showing up. So yes, it, it's the number needed to form a pattern, but it's also something that's all around us just in slightly different forms. Yes. Um, yeah, it's true. We may just not consciously know that. It feels satisfying as well when people can put a pattern on something, right? Another thing I find interesting is how it's used in storytelling, the rule of three. Particularly one that always sticks out to me is the the biblical story of the downfall of Peter, one of the disciples of Jesus who betrays Jesus three times. It's actually prophesied by Jesus when he says, before the cock crows, you will betray me three times. And it's not the first time that makes such a big difference. It's not really the second time that really kind of condemns him, but it's the third time that kind of 
portrays his downfall by doing it three times. It's the pattern of betrayals, almost kind of painting him as a a traitor. And it's when he realizes he's done it three times that he's ultimately sort of filled with remorse and begs for forgiveness. So I think that's a, a really sort of interesting way in which not only is it used in sort of modern times, but ever since kind of storytelling was being told by biblical scriptures and even before that, probably oral storytelling as well. The rule of three is a really great way to kind of form patterns and add drama to a story too, which I think is really interesting. You know, in, in Shakespeare, in Macbeth, you have the three witches. So it makes sense as the reason why, you know, the chosen three there. So it's also, by the way, it's also the start of a thousand pretty un-PC jokes these days about like three different people from different backgrounds. You have like the Jewish person, the English person, the French person. Oh, yeah, cool. you know, do, do you remember those jokes as a kid that are like, were like really like not cool anymore yeah. when you read them out? Like again, but it's like the pattern. So the idea, it's right, cool. is it's easy, easier to remember. But it's in, um, it's in everything. I mean, like the third eye, the father, son, and the Holy Spirit, you know, mind, yep. body, and spirit. Even in pricing and business, you're supposed to have a good, better, and best option because one frames another. Yeah, for sure. So I think when it comes to using the rule of three with content, right, what you're doing is you're providing your audience with an environment for them to start forming patterns and making logical conclusions with your message and what you have to say. That's the main thing, really. It makes the content memorable. It makes it sticky when you begin to start bunching things up into threes. And it doesn't always have to be three. Maybe it can be seven, you know, but ultimately, like if you stick with three as like a forming a process and a pattern, it's more likely for people to pick up the message and picking up what you're likely to say. And it gives them, it just encourages the brain to be like, aha, a pattern. Therefore, this must have a system or a process associated to it. Yeah, completely. Now, there's a bit more to it as well, in addition to the pattern and the rhythms that you can find examples of in the business world. Because when we talk about content, what for? Well, it's for building a personal brand and getting a message out there. So you see the power of three coming into to all different elements of businesses and branding, not just that one piece of content. So first thing it stands for is a rhythm, but three also denotes strength. A triangle is the strongest geometric shape. It has three points. It represents alignment, like the spirits and elders going back to the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that kind of thing. So -hmm. you're rooting what you're saying in a more powerful history or bigger picture. But a certain type of triangle is, so in mathematics, delta is what represents change. And the symbol for that is a triangle, a bat-shaped triangle. For anyone anyone just listening to this, Georgia is making a triangle with her fingers, which is very incredibly accurate. So yeah. My index fingers aren't long enough to make the peak without burning my thumbs. But anyway, look, it's a type of triangle that begins with an I. I can't pronounce it. I'm sorry. It'll be there in the blog. So now delta in mathematics is the difference between two quantities. And when you think about creating content, you're taking somebody on a journey from point A to point B. That's it. And this brings up in all different types of content, right? Think of Joseph Campbell with the hero's journey. Yep. 12 points of the hero's journey, not three. However, it's the transformation along the way that those 12 points are there to imprint. And yep. right. So it's that difference between the two quantities of where you are now and where you want to be and the transformations along the way. And companies employ this all the time, both with triangles and the oral threes in their slogans and their messaging. So one example is Google Drive. Their logo is that triangle. It has all of those meanings attached to it. It's strength, it's change, in this sense, used in a positive sense, Mm. like progress and evolution. It's alignment, it's got history. Mitsubishi, a cat machinery, there's a triangle within the A, Adobe. Their logos had several different, loads of different changes since 1982. 
But that A is always the same. It's made, actually, it's the triangle elements of it made to stand out. Right. But you also get it in slogans. Who's this, Ivan? Just do it. Oh, yeah. Do you know? We, we all know Nike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just going to style it out. <laughs> no, yeah, we got there. I mean, like we could go on for hours and talking about the slogans that, that use three to kind of compartmentalize their message and make it sticky and memorable. I think what's interesting as well is when you're practicing the rule of three, in writing, what I found impactful is you leave the final third is the most impactful thing that you want to get across, right? So it's like, again, going back to Julius Caesar, you know, I came, I saw, I conquered. Like mm-hmm. the thing that cemented him as a conqueror, his identity as Julius Caesar, probably most famous for being one of the most successful conquerors of all time. So, you know, his slogan there, I came, I saw, I conquered, he's leaving the final third to the most impactful and important thing. The other one I thought was interesting as you talk about, we talked about in this in the famous speeches episode as well is the constitution. You talk about life, you talk about liberty, but the thing that makes it unique is the pursuit of happiness. Up until that point, like that's that was the thing that that's I, I think. That is the most impactful part of that of the constitution. You talk about life, sure, liberty, but it's the pursuit of happiness that kind of rallies people and makes them inspired about that. So I thought like w- when you are doing this, leave the most impactful bit to, to the end, to the final third, I think. I think that's a good, I think that's a good rule in general. That's three within a three, isn't it? Next level. Oh, Lord, three. Inception. Ivan's <laughs> madness comes back to haunt him. But you're right. And that's the whole point. It's that poignancy, isn't it? You can create the rhythm, but it's that leaving. It's that kind of almost like that mic drop moment within that kind of that yes. part of things. Right. Absolutely. Even, even in TV, this is used. You know, do you remember Charmed? That TV show is very sister. I remember it, but I don't remember like like the specifics of the show because I, I never watched it in, yeah, in detail. Well, the sisters, there were three of them. And they're part of a family of witches and the series starts, they're kind of like discovering this and their powers and they discover that actually they're the most powerful when it's the three of them together. They each have their own individual powers, but when the three of them come together, it's like the ultimate power and their family, their sort of covenant, I don't know, logo, I can't remember what they call it. (laughs) But again, it's, it's triangular, it's that triangle shape. So it stands for all of those same things. So you see this in campaigns as well, in advertising, the power of three is well known, but... What are some exact examples that you can look at? Disney actually used the power of three all the time. And they had a campaign, hashtag dream big princess. They did a campaign using the frozen characters called healthily ever after, playing on happily ever after. So Mm. you you start to see these things everywhere. And even in book titles, think of Tim Ferriss's The 4-Hour Workweek. The subtitle is, and this speaks to your point, Ivan, about ending on the most poignant one as well. Escape the nine to five, live anywhere and join the new rich. You know, that's cool, isn't it? Like it's memorable. You've got delivering happiness, a path to profits, passion and purpose. They put alliteration in there as well. Sheryl Sandberg's Lean In, Women, Work and the Will to Lead. I think subtitles is probably where you'll see so many rules of threes. Like in the subtitles of books more than anything, that's where people like love using it. Why do they do it? Well, because it works, right? It's a sticky concept. You know, you think about the three, it makes the pattern. It's no longer, it's not just an occurrence. It's not just a coincidence. It's like, no, this is a thing. This is a system. This is something that you can buy into because it's, you know, because you're applying three to it. But also like, you know, taking that concept of three and applying that to like, even so the most simple content creation, like social media posts or like, you know, doing a quick video and stuff like taking what you want to say, but putting that into three. So it could be three things, like three tips, 
here are three reasons why you could be giving yeah three things to avoid you could be you know to be like the three things that happened to me today that like the three things that happened to me today that did something or changed your belief or like gave you an idea so you know you can really begin to start like leveraging this idea of three a lot more once you start seeing the pattern <laughs> obviously we're going back to the apnophenia thing like don't you know it, it make it logical make it make sense it can't just be a case of like you're seeing threes everyone and going slightly crazy <laughs> because it can't happen like if you really get absorbed in it like you'll see threes everywhere but that's the whole point right and again going back to the idea is like i don't think whether or not that the pattern exists or not is irrelevant it's the fact that the humans like having something to put a structure around and if you can give them the opportunity to do that and encourage them to do that and create an environment by which they are forming patterns i think people will be a lot more willing to listen to you but also like you'll get more buy-in from people and they'll remember what you have to say as well, which is super important. Yeah, it, and th this is exactly it. You know, there's a, a customer experience expert, Gavin Scott. He has his four pillars for amazing customer experiences. One of them is make it memorable. And you can do this, obviously, in an emotive, fun way, but actually you can do it very subtly, kind of really cementing in certain messaging and certain calls to action by using these rhythms and just cementing them into your language. But actually, this shows up even in business models, in fact. You know, Simon Sinek's Why, What, How, or, how, or What, How, Why. I've got my which order he does it in, How, What, Why. But he's got his golden circle, right? And so the why is in the middle because it's the most important question, but the other two kind of come first. So he talks about that as a model for excellent leadership. And the book that I mentioned in last week's episode, Dan Bradbury's Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity, He's divided his nine R's, or nine and a half, I should say, into three parts. So he's chunked up his model of nine into three, defend, develop, disrupt. And again, yeah. that alliteration there. So it's those subtle ways. Can people remember nine and a half R's? They can remember there are, but are they going to remember them? Probably not because it's too many, but they can remember three. Yeah, for sure. I think so with Simon Sinek, the, the main thing with him is he has that technique of if you really want to find out like your main why and what's important, you ask yourself why three times and yeah. you kind of uncover the real reason and the real kind of meaning and potency behind like the reason why you're wanting to, the reason why you're doing things. So again, just using the right three, like if you ask yourself once, you probably won't get enough detail. So if you do it three times, you'll really get to the root core and start forming like a conclusion that has real impact. So yeah, I mean, I think I'm all threed out. Georgia. <laughs> oh, three yeah. I don't know. How, I don't have much more to say on the three. I, I will, I, of, it's hugely relevant. It's important. Super interesting to look at like why it works and how it works and some hopefully giving you some ideas of how you can start using it. But yeah, have a go at using it yourself. I mean, if you do, right, you know, it's a fantastic tool to create content that's memorable, it's impactful, and also helps you grow your audience as well. So that's what I'll end the episode on. Did you just end... On the magic of three, I, I, I did. I did. Thank you for noticing. Yeah, I thought I'd. I, I mean, it would be it would be uh, inappropriate not to. I think. But absolutely, no, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> we have to go. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Bye. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. Look, if you wanted to find out more about how to implement any of the ideas shared on this episode, please fire us an email to info at rightbusinessresults.com and we're going to get back to you with all haste. Oh, and one more thing, remember to leave us a review and if you're feeling very, very generous, please recommend us to your people because it helps us spread the word and we love doing that. Thanks guys. Catch you next time.